Hello and welcome back to the Football Roundup, Energy Sports' longest running football show. Listener, we hope you are keeping well and staying safe in the current regulations. Hopefully some of the finest student sports content can help you through yet another lockdown. This is of course a show that takes an in-depth look at the biggest footballing news from the weekend just gone with focuses on Scotland, England and the wider footballing world. My name is Jack Donnelly and today I'm joined by three men, three uh, high calibre men at Energy Sport. We're firstly joined by the man of many clubs, Mr Struan Garvey. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? Not bad mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. It's just lockdown isn't it? It's just just the classic same old, same lockdown old. stuff isn't it? How, how are you coping with lockdown so far? I'm the video games. You, you've, been, I, you've, I, you've been running. I do a daily run. I wasn't able to uh, today, though, because of weather conditions, but I'll back like tomorrow. I'll <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like you're looking video. for excuses, Strun. Honestly, like, um, I think I might have to mute my mic a couple of times today during because of the wind and the rain. <laughs> <laughs> sweep me off my feet, honestly. It's, 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 <laughs> sweep me off my feet. It's a bit icy. Well, like, I, don't, I don't want to be going out and coming back with a cold. That's, that's not what you want just don't don't want to do display any symptoms at the moment. That's the problem. Exactly, and I'm, I'm quite a quite a worrier as well. I must admit. So I think if I if I was to display any symptoms, I'd be the first to start panicking. <laughs> ah, you and me both, mate. Uh, we're also joined by uh, Brooke Combs, number one fan, <laughs> Mister Sean McGill. <laughs> Imagine supporting your friends, guys. I know. Come it could, on. could never be me. What? <laughs> 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 oh God, how are you doing, mate? Good, thanks. Um, album coming late this year, don't you forget it, Chris? <laughs> I love it, mate. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair play. Uh, and we're also, finally, uh, you might know him from Twitter, it's uh, Cameron <laughs> Wonstall. How are you, pal? Hello, hi. Happy to be here. You, you enjoyed your, your wee 15 minutes or so? I have, it's went over for like a day or so, like much longer than I thought it would, so I'm glad it's over now, I can come back down to my actual level. <laughs> to um, your actual level, yeah, it might not be level. over because we're going to get on to a few uh, of the comments he made a wee bit later in the show, mm-hmm. but as with every show we are going to start with this week's big question, and after the only ways Essex star Mark Wright made a 60 second cameo for Crawley in their FA Cup third round tie against Leeds United over the weekend, my question to you is which footballer could you see starring on TV, just as a TV star in any sort of capacity? It can be a reality show, it can be something like the X Factor, whatever it could be. I, I just want to hear your your picks for who you want to see on the on the small screen from the world of the football. Struan, I, w- I want to hear your... You, you're, you're a big TV watcher, from what I know, so I feel like you might have a, have a decent wee shout at this. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... But my, my my answer would be I'd love to see Roy Keane in a show because I think on the pitch he was you know he was a no nonsense hard man just didn't take anything just just look at the tackle he made on uh, Holland back in the past and all that and as a pundit he just, he just sort of speaks his mind I you know I don't think he really cares who he slags off he just just comes out with his opinion but I'd love to see what he's like at home you know you know like what what he's like as like a dad and stuff like that if he is if he is still the same or something like that and then just 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 his daily life to see if he actually. Is a totally different guy off the pitch and one. You, you could call the show "Keeping Up with the Keens." <laughs> you have to have thought into that. I, I'm going to ask like what what show you mean, but you're actually wanting Roy Keane to have his own TV program. Oh yeah, I think I think Roy Keane. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him in something like The Big Bang Theory, just not laugh at any of the jokes and just question like why it's hard. funny and just have. Imagine him in the family on Gogglebox. <laughs> That's what I just what, sit and watch Keane have opinions on like Strictly Come Dancing or something like that. Just something <laughs> other than football. <laughs> I, I could I could get behind that to be fair. I think that there's a there's a Netflix commission in there somewhere, Struan. 
think you need to get talking to some people, mate. D- documentaries of his just home life would be the best thing because we all know what he was like as a player and stuff like that. But you just see what he's like behind the scenes. Just, I think if his really uh, Sky Sports performances or anything to go by, it would be nothing but entertainment. You would Imagine if it was a Gogglebox, be him and Graham Soonis as the two sort of old men sitting in chairs and just not understanding tv shows and certain questions no I, th- I think you would have to have michael richards sat alongside you yeah definitely yeah he'd be just in he'd between be the two of them the just laughing <laughs> big box of popcorn or something and they two just with a skill on their face the whole time <laughs> popcorn <laughs> in the middle and then at one point their bo- their hands both go into the popcorn at the same time and you just like there's this awkward moment that's like are we are we really gonna do this and they do <laughs> <laughs> the way to that's how the ex Liverpool eat the popcorn, obviously. Yeah, eat the popcorn. Like, that's the one. <laughs> just imagine <laughs> you've got Al Keenan to the pole reaching, and Michael Richards just sat between the pair of them with the biggest grin on his face, trying not to burst it laughing straight away. And then is he holding the popcorn? Oh, aye, aye. He, he's he's offering it, and then they're oh. both going at the same time. Uh, that's what we're looking for. That's what big questions all about. Stone, you've hit the nail on the head. We're, we're wanting something to get us talking to have us other ideas Cameron is your dog going mental on the back that's actually not me no that's not me that is next door's dog out in in Gorebridge and GY so don't you worry about that the dog plugged into a speaker I don't know what's going on it's next door's dog in the garden the windows are closed that's quite an impressive bark or is it that's fair other next door have two dogs so maybe maybe it's all three of them I don't know is this when you realise it's broken into your house and it's in Yes, it's it. Yes, you're like that many fudge coming up the stairs and should barricade the doors in. I saw a TikTok the other day of a dog on a roof. Like, it climbed up the ladder. I'd seen that actually. <laughs> <laughs> <It's made up. laughs> a dog climbed up a ladder onto the roof of a house and then the owner was on the roof like, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's class. I'll try to find that. You try and find that, Cameron. I'm going to ask you about which footballer you'd want to see on the TV. Um, right, I've got three. I can really settle on one. Uh, okay. One obvious one. One obvious one. On, Gary Holt is the bus driver on coach trip. I think that's a no-brainer. <laughs> that's obvious, right? That fits perfect. That's yep. a no-brainer. Um, Neil Warnock on loose women. I think that's a good shout. <laughs> debates about feminism and uh, like just like mad arguments about I don't know Brexit's effects on uh-huh. the fishing trade or something I don't know just think it would be a good laugh imagine him and Colleen Nolan just brilliant and um, Stacey Solomon I'm, tra- I'm generally trying Stacey to think Solomon. of a com- how a conversation between Neil Warnock and Stacey Solomon would go that's the whole point it would be amazing I think that's the only reason I'd watch those women let's just put it that way um, and last but not least Joe Matip on The Voice because that just works have you ever heard Joe Matip speak got quite a it's, German accent doesn't he it's it's a something accent. I don't even know if it's German. It's just a, have you if any he's not if he's not heard it. Is that I don't think so. I don't no, it doesn't I've spring to mind. I'm just, I'm just thinking of him at the Super Cup doing like the the most stagnant yeah. like stance. Oh my god! And no, then his right. arms are just pumped in the air. Like I I, I was thought you would go for what a no, dance after, show. After after this episode's over, we're all going to go and watch the Liverpool. Um, they done an advert for some like coconut brand, and it was really funny. Oh, Joe Matic stars yeah. in that. It is the funniest thing ever. So that's my free shouts, okay? I think John Matthew could shouts. also do a shift on casualty, to be honest. So you could have <laughs> that Liverpool backline, to be fair, Sharon. Yeah, true. It's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> Gary, you're so quiet there. <laughs> Definitely touched a nerve. Sean, how about yourself? Where, where, are, you, where are you going with this? I had a few different ideas with this one. I don't, I don't know what to, to go with. I think that 
I, what interesting angle would be would be it's like I'm a celebrity, but it's just like the entire Hamilton squad showing how hard it is to be a Hamilton player. Like they just have to stay <laughs> at New Douglas Park. Like they're sleeping on that Astro. They try and win meals from the Sainsbury's that makes up the stand behind the goals. Like it's all just sort of like just sort of showing the hardships of having to play for a team like that. I think that would be quite good. And I, I'm sure we all remember it was a massive success that. Uh, the show Splash that was presented by Vernon Kay on, I don't know, STV, ITV, whatever. The diving show. I don't know if you remember oh, that. I know, right? I do. Uh-huh. And you're going to think this is like a player who goes down too easily, but that's not who I'm going with. The person I like to see on Splash is Gary Mackay Stephen for that wee swim he had in the, in the <laughs> oh, River Kelvin a few weeks ago. So I think. A few weeks ago? Weeks, weeks ago, years ago. I, <laughs> two weeks ago. I was kind of hoping that would just go unnoticed. Thanks, Jack. Um, Aye, I think he's got history of it. Hopefully he doesn't get hypothermia this time. That would be ideal. Aye. But I just think he's new heart signing. He's back in the limelight. So why not get him on Splash, see if he can do it for real this time. And aye. I like that. I like that as well. I like that. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jack? You got one? See, I was was trying to kind of like, I I left it late that I was just about to sit down to send out invites about uh, 10 minutes before I sent them. And I thought to myself, shit, I've not actually come up with one myself. <laughs> but I chucked a few ideas at the wall to, for, to get you inspired, Cameron, in the group chat, talking mm-hmm. about Charlie Adam going on embarrassing bodies and things like that, trying to get his yeah. teeth sorted. But uh, I couldn't actually think of any myself. And I, was, I was playing it in my head, and the, there was an obvious one that just jumped out at me and just put Frank McAvenny on Take Me Out. Yes. I, th- I think yes. that would just be absolutely stellar entertainment. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> you could do an open goal. I'm surprised they haven't come up with that themselves to be quite honest I think they'd all be brilliant on that I will know Sean Sean kind of did almost have me saying just Slaney for Naked Attraction but that's not really <laughs> something we'd want to see that's something he'd want to do yeah like he'd want to go and do that himself so I mean I, I think it'd be funny seeing either to be honest mm-hmm. yeah definitely I'd also thought about just kind of you know how there's these kind of Channel 4 shows that it's like rich kids like go broke or something like that I don't mm-hmm. know. I'd want to see like Pep Guardiola like go like do the equivalent and see him go and manage Barnsley or something like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> with with, mm-hmm. a, with a minimal budget to see if he's he's as successful as he is without financial backing because he's had that at every club he's been at. Mm-hmm. And you could put, a... do a reversal as well. You could put like an awful team manager at like Man City, see who he gets on as well. Like, like wife swap, yeah. a bit like yeah, wife basically. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> guy who did the interview before the Crawley Leeds game, him and Bielsa did wife swap. <laughs> I but Bielsa has to go down and because it's wife swap, nobody else goes to translate or stays at Leeds. is just completely lost. The translator's got no idea what that guy's saying in English. <laughs> what are you going to take away from this game? I don't know. Translator has to come up with a better answer. That's his new job. Comes in. Translator's press train the managers know. <laughs> what, what, what was your idea going into this game to win it? <laughs> it was very that interview. Erling Haaland mind the first game after yeah. lockdown. Yeah. Oh, the why not one. To be fair, though, when he got asked, "What are you going to take away from this game?" Well, he doesn't know because the game hasn't happened yet. Like I did kind of agree with that. Uh, like, I don't know what we're going to take it. We could get beat 6 now, or they could... Oh, no. so, they just asking it because they were playing a big team. That's all it was. I right? guess so. Yeah. Like, I guess you're meant to say, like, oh, it would be a great learning experience regardless, but yeah. <laughs> he doesn't it's know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. 
Good laugh. That's it. Always a good laugh. That's what we strive for here. Right, as always, we're going to start our coverage up here in Scotland. It was a, it was a bit of a mixed bag in Scotland this weekend because we had Premiership fixtures coinciding with Scottish Cup action. There's probably more to say about the Scottish Cup and then other goings-on in Scottish football away from the Premiership, but there were a couple of games in the Premiership that we can just talk about for a couple of minutes. Uh, Sean. Hi. Kilmarnock won. They ran out. have <laughs> <laughs> been on for a while since Kilmarnock won. I know. I mean, running the two 0 winners at home to Hamilton, uh, Greg Kelty double. That's the first time I've heard Greg Kelty's name mentioned in a wee while. Just um, seeing him pop up with two goals. Yeah, he did score um, the win over Motherwell uh, just before the new year. Mm. But uh, a massive thing for Kelly has been moving him into the number ten role, which is where he came through, which is where he was a great success in his early days at Kilmarnock, and. He's just not really been fat. He didn't fit into Steve Clark's style of play, or there was too many sort of better, like Greg Stewart and Musa Malumbu. He wasn't going to play over them, so he ended up out on loan. The same happened with Andrew Alessio, which got a lot of backlash from a lot of fans. He played, he made a difference in a couple of sub appearances and then was loaned out, and people really didn't agree with, with that decision. And he's finally got to run the team in his natural position, and it's turned into seven points out of nine for Kelly. And what really should have been. Nine out of nine, just mm-hmm. that mental uh, late goal with Danny Rogers uh, against St Mirren last week. So, I think it was. I think a lot of Kelly fans have been saying for a long time that they wanted to see Greg Kill to play that number ten role, uh, find a bit of creativity. He does something different. I think he saw that in the goals that he scored. He's constantly moving around. He's in between the lines of defence and uh, midfield of the opposition rather than just to sort of let's get the ball out to Chris Burke and try and cross it and hopefully someone gets a header on it. It's a bit different, it's unpredictable and it's been a big turnaround for Kelly. Um, and I think that this is a big season for Greg Kilty. He showed a lot of promise and um, then had his loan spells, had his injuries um, and now that he's scored, he's up to five goals this season, that's three in his last three games and I think Kelly will be very keen to get him signed up to a new contract because... Um, he turns 24 next week. He's out of, out of deal at the end of the season, which most of the Kilmarnock squad are. Um, and I think he'd be ashamed for one to lose in a free contract, especially considering the form that he's hit in recent weeks. No, definitely. And I think Kilmarnock are probably working towards getting the, the squad tied up. I think I saw this morning uh, Malumbu agreed a new deal, if I'm right. Yeah, he was only until um, January anyway, though. So that was him just extending oh, for yeah, the rest of the season. The season. So, right. um, yeah, they're still. Stuart Finlay had a great game against Hamilton. Um, a few really good last ditch challenges. He's one that needs to get signed up to a new deal. I've been reading a few English clubs are interested in Callum Waters, so I work needs to be done um, off the pitch for Kelly, but the work on the pitch seems to be making a difference in recent weeks, and hopefully they can keep that form up. I just want to open this up to everyone here because that win leaves uh, Kelly seventh, uh, just two points uh, off Dundee United in sixth. Uh, St Mirren are sitting with two games in hand behind on 23 points. Mm-hmm. And St Johnson aren't miles away. They've got 19, uh, but they've kind of looked a bit better than the teams below them. So who do we think gets that sixth place? Because Dundee United form has been inconsistent, to, to say the least. They've they've looked good when they shouldn't have. They've looked bad when they, sh- they kind of should look worse. So I, I don't I don't know if Kelly are starting to come back into it. What what do we reckon? I mean, you would almost kinda of assume that Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs and Levy, they've got kinda of top five nailed on, especially after Levy's recent run of form. Uh sixth could really go to one of those four. So who who do we think clinches it before before the split happens towards the end of the season? 
Um, I Come think. On, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going either. Then funnily enough, um, at the very start of the season, I said Dundee United, and then I changed my mind a few games in and went St Johnston because I think both of them were just sort of plucky enough to get themselves there, mm-hmm. even if they are both very inconsistent. Um, so I'm going to stick with St Johnston, I think, because they just they seem to always just sort of get what they want, even if they're quite shit. <laughs> no, so that's Celtic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll go St Johnston. Why not? Sean, you confident in Kelly getting sixth? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I think I think Dundee Knight are probably more likely to do it than Kelly. I think it's, I'd probably have St Johnston sit burning over them as well, actually. Um, but it's really tight. You just don't know. Like Kelly were uh, what three games ago. I was really worried about Kelly's relegation mm-hmm. prospects, and then. You pick up a decent run of results and then you're right sort of out of it, really. I mean, they're what, what's my six points off the playoff place and seven off the relegation spot. So, I um, it's tight and it'll change a lot. And I think it's going to be, I imagine it'll stay like that for the rest of the season. It could be a very interesting um, sort of run into that to see who does get that last space. And then it'll be a battle, I imagine, in that bottom six to see who can stay up. Struan, how about yourself? Where, where do you see six going this, this year? In current form, wouldn't be surprised to Bernian falling down that. Road, but, um, <laughs> no, uh, it's really tough to call. I mean, this this season, just every, every single country, it's just so difficult to predict anything. I mean, even even when you you play fantasy football or something like that, I think it's more difficult than ever as before. It's just I'll go for Saint Moon purely because they have games in hand. Purely, ah, fair enough. That is my logic, and to be fair, that that's that's the logic I'm going with. I think in the preview podcast I think Sean you did that with me Jamie and Taylor I think we're on for that one for that for this season mm-hmm. I think I'd said Levy would get sixth but then Motherwell would finish above them and that's yeah. just that's not happening this season anymore I don't I don't I, I'd, I'd give I'll... it I'd give it St Johnston or Dundee United maybe one, one of the two because I don't want to say Kelly are going to get sixth because it's funnier <laughs> the lower down they go for me what were you going to say there? Sorry, I think most people are bothered with their top six considering they finished third last season. Like I yeah. don't, I don't think any of us expected this much of a drop off, um, and it's yet to see how Graham Alexander does. They were sort of uh, on course for a win until a pretty dodgy penalty got given against them. <laughs> uh, so I mean, uh, it's really, really interesting battle. Um, top five's pretty nailed on, and then we'll see, we'll see what happens with the rest of them. No, absolutely. Uh, we'll move on and just t- chat about one of the other games that uh, transpired because Livingston recorded their sixth consecutive top flight victory, I believe, that either their seventh or their eighth in all competitions now. Uh, in terms of the top flight, it's the first time in their history they've had a six-game winning streak in the league. Uh, they defeated Ross County late on at the Tory McEnroe running out as 3-1 winners. So this was only the 11th time that a team other than Celtic or Rangers has won six on the bound since 1998 after the SPL was first introduced Cameron it's safe to say that no one's going to be keen to play Levy anytime soon no definitely not it's just that kind of team that you should fear um, no matter what kind of form your own team's in well you also as I say that's a Hearts fan I think we were in not bad form we played them about two years ago and got beat 5-0 so it's really they can show up whenever they want and um they had a really good game against County. Like they got two late goals to finish them off. Um, and the first goal, I'm sure you've seen it, brilliant. Like lob ball over the top, and an even better lob for Scott Robinson to open the scoring. So 
pretty much a, a almost perfect game for them, other than a really unlucky goal that they conceded. Um, also, just want to shout out Yogi Hughes because if you watch the highlights, he is all you can hear the whole game, <laughs> and I love him for that. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, him and Martindale must be the two most shouty managers oh, in the league. So I imagine it was pretty loud. And they've oh, got like... Hamden a few weeks, haven't they? So those two filling up the National Stadium was just shouting. I think it'll be, it'll be a rowdy game without fans there. That just exactly. Hamden and Hughes on their own. Uh, I mean, I know United, a former United player involved in every one of the goals. I'll just say just now, just so he was brilliant, eh? Which really, one? Uh, but I, well, I was. Uh, wait, is it Forrest involved in the goals? Uh, or Devlin? N- Devlin involved. Devlin, Devlin was assist for Robinson, then yeah. Forrest got the goal and then assist for Hamilton's goal. Devlin, sorry, was getting a lot of praise after this game. I could see why on the highlights. He just seemed to be basically in right wing and just getting forward. And I saw the Talk Levy podcast were having a chat about whether he should be included in the Euro squad. I know that's an agenda Jack's been pushing uh, quite a lot on these podcasts. So Earlier in uh, the season, like before Levy had to fall off, but now they're coming back up. I'll, put, I'll jump back on that bus. I'm happy to. <laughs> but I mean, Levy's just a really good team. And I think I say quite a lot on this show that when they were struggling I was still confident they would get out of it because of uh, the squad that they have and I think that they had good people at the club like David Martindale who's now obviously the manager and it's yeah. it's 10 wins at the last 11 it's 8 in a row 6 in the league um, and there's just no real stopping at the moment I think if they were to keep this uh, I think they were to keep their points average up over the season they'd finish on 78 points which is not too bad at all I think that'd be just enough for a Champions League spot so Exciting. You, you would absolutely take that. I would love the, the prospect of following. Imagine if it was second. Oh my god. That'd be amazing. That'd be unbelievable. That'd be greatest thing ever. We've got Aberdeen on Wednesday, which is a tough game. Aberdeen on Wednesday, followed by a double header against Celtic. Why is that a double header? Is I it don't like know. A, a postponed, postponed game. Ah, it must be. Because you get the game well, at Celtic Park on Saturday, then the Wednesday it's the same fixture at the Tony Macaroni. So, I mean, you have I, to wonder if Martindale would take seven points out of nine for that. I think if I was Martin Dillard, I'd be targeting nine. <laughs> personally, I mean, yeah. personally, I see there's no reason to think why they wouldn't. It looks like Celtic will be getting nine as well. Exactly, <laughs> 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 he says through tear-filled eyes. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, just before we get on to. Celtic themselves uh, will just briefly mention that last year's victims of a trip to Dubai Rangers, uh, they're continuing their dominance as they saw uh, off Aberdeen away at Pataudry with Alfredo Morelos scoring twice as Gerard Said held on for a 2-1 victory. I mean, do we have much more to say about Rangers? I mean, we've kind of been waxing lyrical about them in recent weeks just as their run kind of continues. That's 50, a 15-game winning streak in the league on the, that that's been now and the uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a bit, I'm a bit sick talking about Rangers and giving them praise. I've got a I've got a negative about them. If you want me to say a negative, oh, go on then. Yeah, Tavernier <laughs> ruined my fancy football this week. I stuck with him as captain. All my mates went for other bigger options like John Goofrey. I went, no, I'll stick with Tav. Legend missed a penalty, didn't get a clean sheet. I hate him. <laughs> That's I imagine missing a penalty. Stuff. That's embarrassing. Really embarrassing. Oh. Really bad. He's only hit nine in a row, but no. Uh, that's what everyone was saying though like, uh, you, you take that many penalties laws of averages you're going to miss one Lee Curry thank you very much I was going to say at what point does he push the Lee Curry agenda because we'll get on to it but I knew it was going to come sooner or later had to be done I'm Good not surprised point. that you're still playing the Scottish fantasy football game 
Yeah, yeah, yeah it's because my. I'm league, not bottom of that one. Our league's kind of not? fell away. No, Strun is. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's on the one closer than narrow, but I've got an hour league as well that's quite close. I'm really trying to catch up, but I, I just can't. I'm, I'm chucking it, to be fair. I've not actually clicked on the app, and I've not clicked on the app this year. Yeah, it's asking me for that. details. I think it's logged me out. So I, don't <laughs> I was going to say, I've got the same details. What am I supposed to put for what club do you support? <laughs> 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 multiple profiles just to keep his agendas going. Can uh, I just defend Struan and say that I think the bad weather's now reached Midlothian and I understand why I didn't go for a run actually because it's got quite bad. So, this guy's in rain on, uh, in South Ayrshire throughout the entire day. So, I mean, wasn't too bad, but now it's, it's really windy, isn't it, Struan? You could get blown away. I could get. I'm, I'm, I'm not a tall guy. I think the wind might take me. Safety first. Yeah. Imagine you're just out, like you're looking at your window in Midlothian, you just see a five foot seven him Celtic Bayern Man United <laughs> and just flying past. But no, we shouldn't wouldn't do that because we all know how dangerous it would be to fly at the moment. Mm. Yes. Very nice. And I would not leave very, my area very either. Nice. I would, Thank I, you. I would stay in Stirlingshire. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a big host thing right there, Sean McGill. You, you've, pa- you've passed that test. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Of course, it is very dangerous to fly at the moment, but no one told Neil Lennon that. Uh, Celtic are due to play Hibernian tonight. The game is going ahead, despite 13 first-team players being told to isolate alongside Neil Lennon and... Who was the other boy? John Kennedy. John Kennedy, thank you. Neil Lennon and John Kennedy are both isolating as well. Uh, This all came about because Christopher Julien has returned a positive COVID test after the crutch-bound defender was taken to Dubai for a training camp. <laughs> Elite performance training camp. That's insane. I mean, if you've watched Celtic Absolutely this season, insane. you know there's nothing elite about the performances to begin with. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm j- <laughs> it's just, I, it's funny. It's really, really funny. I, I, don't, I don't want to seem like I'm, a, I'm bashing Celtic at all, but in this situation, I kind of am. And I'm, I'm the only one that finds it hilarious. Yeah, no. Um, it's a it's a bit of both, isn't it? It's like equally hilarious and absolutely infuriating. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, like people are saying, like it's quite impressive how Celtic have managed to condense the banter years into just this season, which I also completely agree with. It's been pretty. I mean, it's been some season. If someone, if there's not a Netflix documentary in Celtic Celtic Football Club this year, I'll be fuming. Um, all or nothing Celtic would be pretty good. Um, but I, it's also really really annoying the fact that this. Trip was ever signed off upon, signed off on, and I think that's also a fault of the authorities. I really don't think they should have allowed it. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of finger pointing just now at Celtic, and I, I completely dis- like don't agree with Celtic going. But I mean, you said it was all right, so they shouldn't. So you can, should have you done. can't. You can definitely disagree with Celtic going, but then you have to kind of wonder why they were allowed to in the first place. I, de- I definitely agree, and I don't think there's not really been anything said to Celtic yet, has there? Like Celtic specifically, because the Scottish government broadcast the other day, or I think it was last night, that any arrivals to Scotland from Dubai as of the 3rd of January would have to self-isolate. But Celtic mm. were initially exempt under the elite sports category. But then I think the club are in talks with... <laughs> it may sound like they're trying to negotiate a new signing. club are in talks with, I think, NHS Glasgow and Scottish government to uh, discern what's actually going to happen, but... What what do you what do we all think should happen to Celtic in, in this case? Um, 
I think the game should go ahead tonight, first and foremost. I think that's the right thing. Um, as long as there are people who aren't deemed close contacts, so there's no risk of transmission to Hibs. Um, but I'm sure Track and Trace have done their job well, well on that. 13 players will be uh, isolating. Celtic have been 13 players isolating, still can be plenty of international talent on that pitch, so it's not a sort of given for Hibs. But, um, I, I mean, Killian St Mirren in the middle of, the, of their appeals on Thursday, they'll hear if that's been successful. And um, I, I don't, I don't think anyone should have points taken off them. But I think this makes that conversation a lot more interesting, considering St Mirren and Kelly had had games awarded to other people or other teams, sorry. Um, and then Celtic have a massive sort of incident like this. Are this FA or the SPFL going to go against Celtic as well? It's interesting to see. I'm sat here quietly because I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to get caught in the crossfire of. I just, I don't think anyone should get points taken off them. So can we not lose three 0 to Motherwell, please? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that that uh, case is getting taken to is it this week? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. What 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 are you hoping for? Are you hoping the decision gets reversed? Yeah, I think so. Um, I I mean, I, I when Aberdeen and Celtic had their incidents early in the season with the eight people going for their meal and Bob and Goalie going for a wee holiday. Um, they only got fines, uh, and now St Mirren and Celtic got fines. St Mirren and Kilmarnock, sorry, I'm sounding like strewn there. St Mirren and Kelly got uh, fines and points taken off, so I don't think that's particularly fair. Um, and I think there's a big difference between Kelly players allegedly, which they dispute, not sitting far enough apart on the bus to Celtic having what is clearly not just a elite performance camp in in Dubai, considering, like we said, like this whole thing has come from, Christopher Julien, who's going to be injured for the next three to four months, was there on crutches. Kelly <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> players not sitting far enough apart in bus, and as Super Scoreboard believe you to believe, <laughs> Shane Duffy's sitting braiding Laxalt's hair I... on a saddle. <laughs> <laughs> Julien's holding up his crutch so they can do limbo under it and stuff like that. Like, what's... <laughs> So I just clarifies out. They went on like a plane together, yeah. They went on like a plane. Oh no, no, oh no, they followed protocol. They took a private jet each, Cameron. Of course. I heard some of them swam. Scottish Scott Brown would leave you to believe he swam. And then gave it the big into a to a shake when he came up came crawling off the beach. I really hope some of them swam. Really <laughs> who would work. swim? Just, who, who just got in the River Clyde. Um, Gary McKay Stephen to tried to jump. Um, Greg Taylor pulled his hamstring swimming last week. Is that, is that, he still is went that on the trip. Injury, do you think? I still went. Still went. Still went. Ah, but he pulled his hamstring swimming when he was. It wasn't just swimming. It was doing like water polo and like the ten a.m. like. <laughs> 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 the beach. Beach volleyball. Torres and jumps to get it. What's the point I'm trying to make about Celtic gear? I don't know. Oh, they're just an embarrassment that they're stupid. That's really yeah. all it is. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say on it. I don't care if they get fined. I, like, I agree with Sean. Points shouldn't be taken off or whatever. But games should go ahead. They should be forced to play weakened teams for their stupidity. That's how it should be. Struan, who, I think who I called you, who it are you back goal. in tonight? Where are your Me? loyalties lying? Oof, I don't know. It's fine. You switched to Livingston now. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I've won eight in a row. So I oh, I'm j- I just I just follow Effie Ambrose. That's the truth. Yeah, so it's yeah. Ambrose. <laughs> I was briefly a Derby fan last season. Just an Effie Ambrose fan. He doesn't actually care about clubs. I'd respect that to be honest. Yeah, somebody was just an Effie Ambrose fan. Just support players now. I do. I don't. I don't bother about the teams. But um, I, I describe the incident as like as, as an own goal from Celtic last um, last football roundup, and I think that's. That's been the case all season, you know, volleyball and Yoli incident. I don't think Celtic did themselves any favour. I think they had an absolutely horrendous transfer window looking back on it when you're aiming for 10 in a row and you look at some of the players that were brought in. I think it's absolutely horrific. And I just think this is yet another incident of just shooting themselves in the foot, basically. You know, it just makes absolutely no sense. And I think it's right that they do be punished for this. Did, yeah. did we all enjoy the statement from Celtic Football Club statement? I haven't even fully read it yet. That. That's two in a row that have been like... Dembele play, to be honest. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually talking to some to some people from England the other day, and they were saying, "Whatever happened to that wonder kid at Celtic?" I was like, "Oh, Carmelo Dembele." And they were like, yeah, "Get his chance," or he disappeared, and I was like, "Oh, don't worry, he'll he'll, he'll come up at some point, and this could be the chance." Cameron, you yeah. said you've not read it fully. I, I'm currently reading that. I've seen the bit where they just make up like a. <laughs> they've just made up like a. Hypothetical like scenario. Yes, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, like that's not an excuse, mate. You're just saying like, like yeah, you could catch it anywhere in the world. That doesn't mean just like fuck off to Dubai. Like what you and that was, just, The reality like, is that a case could well have occurred had the team remained in Scotland. But you just didn't. Stupid. If my grandmother you, you had wheels, to not travel <laughs> less essential, <laughs> and oh. you went away to Dubai to drink pints on a beach. <laughs> oh, Des, it's. Mm, I don't know. Dundee, Dundee went there. Dundee, Dundee Football Club were training and brought you ferry, for God's sake. Why did you know I'd done that? I hate Dundee Football Club. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to get There's on to this, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> right, but, so Celtic bad. That is the... Celtic yes. bad. Stupid. Even just stupid. Just idiotic. Like, Celtic entertainment. Celtic yeah, bad, but entertaining. <laughs> How awkward do you think the flight over was after losing an old firm? Oh, I think we had f- this discussion, didn't we? Just a few bevs, it would have been fine. <laughs> I mean, the, the and before somebody just throws some of the blame somebody's direction about Beaton or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Beaton is sat at the back of the plane. He <laughs> <laughs> sat at the front with Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a school bus, isn't it? <laughs> Anyone of that, you'll be sitting with me. <laughs> <laughs> just got an image now Neil Lennon with his arms crossed just staring at him on the bus everyone else at the back <laughs> oh. Oh. like Beaton has to march in front of the plane he turned when Lennon sitting right next to him with Bruni on his lap <laughs> <laughs> just patting the seat beside him to indicate to sit next to him it's like that Simpsons that bit in the Simpsons yeah. like the dark room almost like wide eye like patting, patting the <laughs> I'm imagining like Beaton getting on the plane last, seeing like the seat next to Lennon's the only like available seat, sort of looking around, but there's none other ones. So he just sort of look, looks at Lennon, and Lennon's just like sitting him dead in the eyes with the most menacing, sapping Beaton ever. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. didn't, I didn't ever think sapping Beaton could be menacing. Lennon could make it menacing. Oh, he could make it menacing. Yeah. I think David Martindale could make it menacing. <laughs> sapping Beaton. <laughs> No much. Just getting sent off in the old firm. you? Right, enough of it. <laughs> enough about Celtic because we're just gonna we're just gonna actually dig ourselves a hole here. <laughs> yeah, any, any Celtic fans that listen to this are gonna hate us. Uh, Scottish Cup. We'll talk about that. 
Uh, there was a there was a fair bit of action in the Scottish Cup. I mean, it took the majority of the focus this weekend, uh, especially with the lower league sides in Kelty Hearts and Bonnie Rig Rose capturing the bulk of fans' attention. I mean, Kelty put them. Uh, they were on the losing end of a three-two scoreline at home to St. Rar, but gave a good account of themselves by uh, all reports. But there was a grander focus on on the Rosie Posey themselves. They were picked for the telly uh, on Saturday night. They too lost three-two away at Dens Park. Uh, but they led Dundee twice, only being taken to extra time in the 94th minute. Sean, you're part of the media team at Bonnier Grows. Just talk, talk me through your experience with it, with that on the day. Just the occasion, the drama, the suspense, the penalties, the Charlie Adam of it all. <laughs> um, aye, it's an interesting one because when you say the occasion, like I, I sometimes feel like it's worse in these big stadiums. Like... We've been at the Falkirk Stadium as well this year, and you just see all those empty seats, and you're like, something's just not right. Whereas when you're at, I don't know, like, we play at New Dundas Park, our own ground, it's not massive anyway, and there's like the volunteers kind of, like, you've got the, the staff who work for the club who are allowed to be there, and that kind of like makes it like a small atmosphere anyway, but just everything's sucked away when you're in a big stadium like that. But obviously, it was a great sort of privilege, and it's still very exciting to be there, and then you see the team, and uh, we were expecting a, a, a weakened Dundee side. Charlie Adams has been carrying injury the last few weeks. He wasn't expected to play. Osman So's been sort of struggling for fitness a wee bit, but still managing to score goals. So I thought he'd be given a break, but it's a completely full strength Dundee side. Um, it shows a lot of respect to Boyerig and how seriously they were taking this game. And it makes the achievement of getting to the 94th minute 1-0 up all the more impressive. Um, and I, if Charlie Adams hadn't played that game, Bonnerig won it, I think. Like, he's the only decent thing in that Dundee side. <laughs> Genuinely. Not a Jonathan Afalabi fan, then, no. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know Bonnerig rode their luck towards the end, and it was horrendous. I mean, that, I hate watching a team hold on to a lead, especially when you're the underdog like that. Like, you just want and the game to be done. And when you invested in the team, because oh, right, that would just make it that much worse. It was horrendous, yeah. And... So that second half went on for hours. It felt like, and no, no board went up in the ground for um, extra time, or the injury time. time. So we didn't know how long was or like how long was left or anything like that. Obviously, we knew it past ninety. We knew that it couldn't be too long left. I, I'm pessimistic. I always just know that. I always feel that something's going to go wrong and they'll get a late goal. I've seen it plenty of times. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't, and it was just deflating. And then to go up again in extra time and you're thinking they've got to score two goals in the second half extra time to get even forced penalties you're thinking oh, just hold on for another 15 minutes but you know it's going to be hard they score so early into the second half extra time it's it's you know it's tough and then they get that that second um sorry that third goal in the end um but you're just going to be massive proud of Boyerig I mean Mark Weir was absolutely exceptional Honestly, on the Rose goal um, he's been he's, he's been he's been great all season, and I think the first half you saw the way he'd just come out and command the ball at crosses, he would just grab them really easily. And we've seen a lot of that, but he doesn't. Borrego one of the better teams in the long league, so he's not at the face like a sort of like a barrage of shots like that. And the way he dealt with it was just absolutely exceptional. Um, the boys were absolutely heartbroken because they know that they were seconds away. Um, but you like I said, you've just got to be proud of them. Um, they went toe-to-toe with a top championship side. They're going to finish second or third in the championship, Dundee. It puts in the top 15 teams in the country. Mm. And Boyerig are in the fifth tier, currently sitting fourth in the fifth tier, albeit games in hand and goal difference and stuff like that. They're no right to give them that much of a game. 
and to be seconds away from getting through. So just as much as it's heartbreaking, it's just um, it shows the quality of the Lone League, which is something we'll get on to, I'm sure. And aye, what a team, what a club. Love it, mate. Love, mate, feeling your passion on, uh, on the other aye. side of the country, mate. It's Do you know what was interesting as well? And I think all of us would have, will have felt it before. Um, is Amy Canavan, obviously from Energy Sport, took it really badly, and I was sort of thinking, and she was like, I don't think I've ever felt like this before. And it was because I was saying to her, well, you've never, you're very rarely the underdog. And when you are, it's not like you're clinging on to a late victory like that and then lose it. Like Celtic don't really do that. So when Celtic win a game, it's just it's sort of a, I imagine it's more of a relief because you're meant to win a game. Whereas we were never, Boyne were never meant to do anything in that game and we're seconds away from getting through. And just that sort of sheer deflation. We are not angry, you're just gutted. Mm-hmm. And Amy was like, I've literally never felt like this before. And it's just sort of the difference between being uh, sort of supporting an underdog and supporting a big club, I thought was quite interesting. Tell you what that, that uh, Afalabi goal kind of felt like a wee bit was uh, the Jovic goal. Yeah, so a lot of people say that. And I was thinking, whenever I felt like this before, and it was literally that, it was the same. Because it, yeah. ju- it just, I was, <laughs> obviously, I'm no real ties to Bondurig, obviously, mm-hmm. it's my kind of knowledge of the club comes through you and Amy mm. but I was just sitting watching it and I was invested because it's, it's Bonnerig we're talking about Bonnerig all the time just in group chats and stuff like that and even if not like it's still a lonely club against a championship club Aye, like, you Twitter probably would be mad yeah. for Bonnerig that yeah. night like, everybody was backing Bonnerig over Dundee which is which is no dis- disrespect to Dundee at all I mean well I, I mean they get Afalabi because they vote no in the reconstruction vote so basically they vote no one them that Scottish Cup tie they don't get they don't get a Falabi on loan if it was out, out with that. So, oh, the politics of Scottish football, eh? Oh, it goes so deep, doesn't it? <laughs> it goes so so can deep. I also, can I just say how rotten were their goals? Like, yeah. were two yeah. rebounds and then, uh, rebounds after like brilliant saves as well. After like, honestly world class saves. Generally, that save for the initial the one David before the equaliser, the first oh equaliser. I couldn't believe he'd made the save. Oh, so so is that the tip over the bar? No, that was no, the. Like, it just clawed a... it back. Aye. Like, so oh, yeah, it yeah, back, yeah. it was behind them. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to rewatch the game after this. Uh, there was that one, I mean, the one the before there, but... the Afalabi goal, where he mm. just shot across his goal. He had no right to make that save whatsoever. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If people are interested, by the way, Mark Weir is going to be on the Rosie Posey podcast this week, so if you is want it? to hear from him, yeah, oh, he's going to come on. Um, so we're going to chat to him about that performance, and he's got an interesting career. Spent a few years in America, sort of in the college system over there playing football and stuff like hashtag that hashtag so. ad hashtag so, yeah I mean I get, why not why, why not, not do that not? I was um, just gutted we didn't get you and Amy on comms yeah, like we I, didn't get a, a, a Rosie Posey edition of the of the commentary because I think that generally would have been an unbelievable lesson yeah I turned to Amy at one point I said we couldn't have done this like I couldn't have no there's yeah, not I a chance no one knew would have been swearing and stuff like, I, I, I was just sat there we were in the press box actually we weren't with everyone else Um so I was just sat there, just like, like, just swearing, like, I can't deal with this. Like, every time the ball went for a goal kick or Mark Weir caught it, I would just, like, sort of put my head in my hands. It was just, <laughs> it was it was a horrendous experience. And I wish it had gone the right way, but um, it's just, it's just one of, football's a cruel, cruel sport, as Dean Brett said. And um, I just got to, to live with it sometimes. But what a performance, what a showcase for the club. What a showcase for the club, what a showcase for. Uh lone league and kind of below the SPFL given mm-hmm. those tiers of football I mean for a lot of people this will have been a fairly rare opportunity to see a low league club in action 
and those same people will have been thoroughly impressed by the show in the Bonnyrigg put in. Mark Way himself, you've already said it, Sean was unbelievable. There were a lot of very good on the ball players as well. Uh, Curry, mm. Lee Curry, of course, scoring both the penalties. Not a single one of those players looked out of place against no. a top championship team. Yeah. Teams I, 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 mean, thought, I mean, like, fair enough, Dundee saw probably more of the ball. Oh, why? Like, but they weren't doing anything with it. And Char- like, that's exactly what Charlie Adams said in the, in the post-match, that it's all yeah. well and good having the ball, but they weren't doing anything with it, and that's credit to Bonnyrigg because they just shot them mm. out. Uh, but the performances from both Rose and Kelty have kind of brought the conversation about league reconstruction alongside Jonathan Afalabi uh, <laughs> just being at Dundee. And our own Mr. Wanstall got a fair bit of attention for a, for a wee tweet he sent out about the subject itself. Uh, Cameron, I've got two questions for you here. Uh, Firstly, were you contractually obligated to include Beric in that? <laughs> no. Okay. I love them anyway. And I still believe it. I still. I should have. Yes. I should have replied. Stand by it. I, I shouldn't have put them in it, and then I should have replied afterwards, putting them in it. But I was stupid and put them in the original tweet with no context. And people were thinking I was saying they're as good as Bonnie Rick and Kelty and East Kilbride and Brora and such, and that's not exactly what I meant. But anyway, second question. Second question. Could you just sum up what you were putting across for anyone that hasn't seen the now 300 times liked tweet, I believe? Yes. I think. I don't know. Has, has it broken 300 yet? 301. Oh, yes. Oh. He's big time. Oh, He's so massive. big time. Absolutely huge. <laughs> I was supposed to it. Can I just say? I just unliked I... it, so it's at 300. <laughs> oh. Yes, it has. Yeah, it's <laughs> I saw the number change. Is this when I go and put it down to 299? Don't you? Do oh it. no, it's been like you. I still like you. After your secret oh. Santa, I still like you. So please, <laughs> Sean McGill has liked your tweet. <laughs> Can I just say the other day I put up a thing about Sheffield United, obviously my wee article. I got twenty likes. I was buzzing. And now I've got this. I'm like, oh, I, I don't like. I don't like the fame. I don't like the attention. Um, but yeah, my tweet was basically just saying that Bonnie Rig shown against Dundee means that the SPFL is crying out for expansion or reconstruction to help those in the lower leagues and um, a lot of people agreed obviously with a lot of likes and a lot of people replied or people were given like different opinions and sort of like oh you can't do that but what about this um, some people were just truly mental um, some folk, some replies <laughs> give us an example then go on <laughs> throw some people under the uh, this guy replied that Sean actually sent me this one because it was so funny most of these amateur teams don't want to join the league what? Like what? They're not amateur teams. They do want to join the league. What are you... I, I, I think that um, was true, say, four or five years ago when your likes of all can like Talbot and that. They uh, had a very... The their, their, yeah. their model was based around being a junior club and that was what worked for them. That's what made them successful. But the fact that almost all of those teams have now left the juniors to join the West of Scotland Football exactly. League, a lot of them aren't playing this year because of COVID. They chose not to take part in the league this year. They couldn't afford it, which obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that was true maybe five years ago, but I don't Not think do, if they, they wouldn't be in yeah. the pyramid if they didn't if they weren't I didn't have aspirations to be an SPFL club. A very outdated view, anyway. Yep. Um, some folk just responded like about their teams, like some folk uh, even Cumnock Juniors, the actual team replied to it, just talking about how they want to be in the Lowland League. Oh, so they did. I'm just seeing that cool. now. Um, that was quite nice. Um, but yeah, some folk, some folk just didn't straight up understand. Like I said this morning, I woke up to a barrage of notifications about people arguing about Brecon City and about how they should be relegated last year. That was not my point at all. As I've said numerous times, the point isn't that we should be chucking out 
poor SPFL teams like Albion, Rovers, Brecon City, Cowdenbeath or whatever. Because that's just not fair. It should be about changing the system so that these lower league teams in Tier 5, Tier 6 that do want to be in the league actually have a chance. Because like, there just isn't a chance. You look at a team like Bonnie Rig, who are so, so much potential, have shown that they can do it against good opposition, can show that they can give teams in the leagues above them a proper good game. You look at Cove Rangers, who have now went up twice after they finally got promoted. It's just, you need to go through two playoffs to even stand a chance to get into the league. That's just not fair. Like, why do the teams in the SPFL have any right to be there when teams like Bonnie Rig and Kelty and whatnot don't? And that's all. I, that's the only point I was making. I wasn't saying that these teams should be chucked out and these ones should be put in. I'm saying you need a new system where it works for all of those teams. And if that means, I don't know, changing it from Tier 3 and below or Tier 4 and below, making it regionalised, not making it regionalised, that's the only point I was making. And some folk didn't quite understand that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with them. I mean, to sort of break that down for people who... And I'll use Bonner as an example because that's where I work. So if you're going to book his favourites in the Lowland League at the start of this season, you would say Kelty Hearts win it. So Kelty yeah. Hearts win it. Say they win their playoff against whoever in the Highland League and they win their playoff, they go up. That's one season. Next season, the bookies' favourites would be East Kilbride because they have the biggest budget after Kelty Hearts. So East Kilbride won it, they go up. So that's... Bonnerig are a very, very good side. Two seasons have passed before they really got... They, of course, they have a chance of winning the league, they absolutely do, and they will be... Um, they, they are in the title race this year, they were in the title race last year. It's not to talk down the club, but if you're just going off favourites, then that's Bonnerig not favourite twice. So yeah. they've mm-hmm. missed out on those two opportunities. Then, by the time these two seasons have passed... Two teams have probably come up from the West of Scotland Football League. Darvel, who have a, a ridiculous amount of money for this level. Auckland Lake Talbot, like we've said, they're a very big club. More and more clubs are going to make that step up from the West of Scotland. It means it normally gets a lot stronger, but it means that normally, eventually, and in some cases, already is stronger than a lot of League 2 and some of League 1. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it takes so long for these clubs to even Thanks. get the opportunity... Uh, people are saying, people said in that... Tweet, I got involved in some tweets saying that well if they're good enough they'll get up they don't have a chance to get up it's not about yeah. being good enough if, if you've got to wait if there's five very good teams in the league and you've got to wait five years until you get an opportunity of getting up mm-hmm. it's just and I don't know I, I think um, that people are saying they've got to be better than what we've, what we've already got I think a lot of times you'll find that these teams are better than yeah, exactly. what's in, mm-hmm. in league two and um, Sean and if, in what you're saying there that's not even including the Highland League like you're saying, yeah, like, no. oh, they were like, like, like the Highland League, Brewer Rangers are the only team I mentioned in my tweet, but there's so many good teams. Like, mm-hmm. I got replies about that as well. People saying, like, Inverary Locos and whatnot. It's so true. They have yeah. so many good teams up there as well that are capable and deserving of being in. Like, again, I've already said it, Cove Rangers already doing well in League One. Like, these teams are massive, and it's so unfair that it can take a team. Like, I'll go back, sorry to take it back to Beverick, right? But we'll go back to that since I've got quite a lot of stick for it. Um, Beverick came down, right, because they were mismanaged for a few years. Awful. They hired a, like an amateur team manager to take over, John Harvey. Um, he ran them into the ground. Relegated, beat 7-0 in the playoff by Cove. Rightfully relegated. But that's not fair that they'll probably have to wait another, let's be honest, another like 10, 15, 20 seasons before they have a realistic shot of without, without unbelievable investment that's never going to come. To get back into the pro leagues, the Brevik are a good team. They're well run now. They're a community side. They're interesting. The only English team in Scotland, basically. Um, why should they have to wait over ten seasons realistically to try and have a slight chance of getting back in the league when they can just lose their playoff anyway? I suppose it makes zero sense. I, I just don't get why it's such a close shop system. 
it makes no sense to me at all. And like Sean says, the fact that Bonnie Rigg could take, I don't know, up to five years to get into mm-hmm. the leagues is just, it's actually, it's, it's a genuine disgrace. And that's what we're talking about Bonnie Rigg, because I think they, they very well could do they it could. a lot, lot sooner than that. Year. But yeah. it's just, they absolutely could, but it's just the fact that it is such a close shop, it's such a bottleneck. Like, if they've got nothing to be scared of, then open it up. Like, exactly. And, I mean, I don't particularly like 10 team divisions anyway. I think that it should be bigger. I think that there's no need to chuck your likes of Albion Rovers and breaking out. It's, it's just get more teams in there. Just mix it up a bit. It's just... Yeah. So is that, I, is that where you just kind of start the conversation with, a, like, potentially just reconstruction as a whole? Just yeah, I think so. Ex- ex- yeah, reconstruction and expansion, yeah. I think, is the, is the right way to go about it. And just, you can freely sort of come up and down. I mean, there's, an, there's a functioning pyramid in England that we can see, like... Yeah. Was it four I, I, teams get relegated yeah. from League Two, don't they? Yeah, like, oh, I've got I've got it here. So four teams, uh, four teams get. Where are we? Oh, two te- two teams get relegated from League Two, and then has that changed this year because of Bury though? I it's, might have done. Is that uh, mucked up a bit? I then don't nationally know. coming up, Champions promoted next six completing pay- com- um, competing playoffs. Sorry, the winner get second promotion spot. Uh, and playoffs, like we've seen how much fun playoffs bring to yeah. Scottish football. That was a great introduction. Why not open that up more? Like why not make exactly. it? Because they're they're all weighted against. I mean, uh, uh, it's benefited Kilmarnock when they were finishing the relegation playoff because it's all weighted to keep the team above in the division. That's how they got teams to agree to it. But it's about making Scottish football a, a better product overall. Like I just think you've got to look at the bigger picture. It's not all about appeasing the clubs who have been there for years just because they have been. Like Let's move past that. Yeah. Well, what That's, do you guys think? Because you don't have ties to these lower league clubs. You haven't really been in and around it. But after seeing those performances at the weekend, do you think that um, they deserve a place or at least a chance to be sort of within 100%, the SPSL? 100%. 100%. Yeah. That, and that's, it's not just kind of time with the fact is Bonnerig with them telly they put in a good show and they deserve it. It's I I don't see why any team in the the owning the Highland League should be restricted from having that chance to mix with I suppose the top the top flights and things like that because I mean it's it's done everywhere else really. I mean you see amateur well more amateur rather than professional clubs and kind of part time clubs coming through the systems that you always do compare it to England just because there's a defined structure and a defined pyramid that's been in place for years I don't I don't see why there couldn't be something more along those kind of lines up here and it just it doesn't seem logical to kind of play favourites and kind of appease clubs that have been in the leagues for years at this point even if they're doing guff like, I mean I mean yeah. like you've just got clubs that just are performing way below where they were mm-hmm. kind of when SPFL and stuff was first introduced so I, I don't know I feel, I feel like coming into this there, there deserves to be a bit of a refresh I'm shaking things up no one's saying that team A is better than team B so team A should be in the league ahead of team B yeah mm-hmm. they should just That's have the it. chance to they should just they should all be in the league like why not it's just yeah. there's the SPFL the SFA whoever is in charge are just scared because they know because even if they put forward this sort of resolution it's the member clubs that are going to vote on it anyway so it's that's why Scottish football's fucked. So scared. Yeah, exactly. It's a closed shop. Even if they're going, no, that's not a closed shop. Like when you have a chance, one team out of the fifty that deserve to be here can come up each season. It's like, yeah, but the forty-two teams are always going to vote against it because they're scared shitless off the teams below them because they know they're better than them. It's that sort. If they just reconstructed, made it a bigger system. I'm not saying bigger because then you dilute it a little bit and it does become a worse product. But if you keep it, I don't know, twelve teams, 
in the Premier. So let's do ten teams Premiership, ten teams Championship, and then you can just have like a regionalised third tier and below. You can do so many things with this, and it makes no sense that they don't. It just it really frustrates me, and um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Some people will just never understand it as well. Like a guy responded to that. Um, someone sort of went on the whole Berwick thing, and someone responded, "Haha, Dundee." Still beat Bonnie Rig. Um, Chorley just beat Derby. Should we just put Chorley in the championship? That's not it's what like, you were saying. Though. That's you not what I was saying. saying. Put Bonnie in not, the championship. Exactly. Bonnie Rig only going to reach the championship. Right? That's not going to happen. But they've shown that they can fight against the opposition. Bonnie Rig could beat, in my honest opinion, if Bonnie Rig were in League Two this season and maybe had one or two more players that they would have got if they were in that league. Bonnie Rig would be at the upper end of that. They would be challenging. They are better than half the guff in that league, and that's not even like a proper slandering of the teams in League 2 because like I said I'm supporting East Stirlingshire and Berwick who have been relegated and forgotten about but it's just so frustrating watching so much potential in a, like a, a well-run community club that clearly has more ambition and drives than any of the other teams in League 1 and League 2 over the last 50 years just wasting and not wasting that's harsh on the Lowland League because it is a great yeah. product but you, you get my point they should be in the Pro Leagues and they should be allowed to fulfil and really just yeah fulfil their potential and their ambition that's what I'm trying to say. Fantastic. Struan, what are you thinking about this? I feel like I've not heard your voice in about two hours at this point. <laughs> no, I've just been enjoying everything I've been hearing, to be honest. I agree with it. One, one of the things that I really enjoyed about the Dundee Bonnery game was just how much interaction there was on Twitter and how many people were commenting on it. And I probably won't have seen games like this. I mean, you even had John McGinn watching the game and stuff like that. And I think the more publicity these sort of games get, the better. And it was, it was just really nice to see. And of course, yeah. Cameron's tweet is all getting a lot of interaction on there. <laughs> I wish it didn't. <laughs> do, do you wish it didn't, though? Because, I mean, you're, you're, you've started <laughs> a conversation. You've, you've got conversations you know, going. My first, my holiday, I, I'm on holiday for work, and officially my first day on holiday was yesterday. I spent the first, like, eight hours of my day just watching my mentions, just idiots replying to me. Like, some folk were really us. Like, some folk were brilliant. Some folk were genuinely what I think. There was a guy even, like, I was having, like, an argument with, and we both agreed that we, we both fundamentally agreed, but we just didn't quite we weren't on the same wavelength. Like, he had concerns about it and I had concerns about it. And it was a nice argument. You know what I mean? When, like, someone's just nice and normal on Twitter and isn't just trying to shout the loudest. But then What's you your Twitter's people... for? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so some people just didn't get the point of the tweet and it's like, no, I'm not even... Even if I wanted to bite. There's so many I think I sent Sean or I put in the group chat where I was like, I so want to bite, but I'm just... I'm not going to. I'm just going to let it fester. I'm sitting here with 300 likes. I don't need to deal with these people. Okay. So oh, like, there it is. It's there a false lead moment. Big time monster. <laughs> wow. But yeah. We get no, a pillow with your face on it any time, lad. <laughs> Next year. I swear, I swear, is, that, is that more than McGill got on his open goal tweet? I think it might be. I'm pretty sure it is. You've been there eclipsed, boy. Top dog. Um, I'm hosting extra time this week. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The listeners want. Oh, we need a one-stop power trip. This, we've not, we've not had one of these. For... <laughs> no, I kid. Although based on the group chat activity, I, I'd be concerned about the the new uh, rules we'd be trying to put quiet. in. Let's just, just, just keep it quiet. Let's just keep it quiet. That's just a joke, mate. I'm only really joking. Joke. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's just a joke. Just a joke. Well, we've we've. Got into about an hour. That's just shy of Hopefully. fifty-nine minutes. Nice. We we can uh... remember English football and European football. <laughs> yeah, that, well, was, that was, happened, was, didn't it? There was a lot. That did happen. That. I was also going to say so. Uh, what? Because uh, we're not actually really spoken about this. Is it's a shame that after all the attention that Boyne have got, that more league football's now been oh, suspended for yeah, at least three weeks. Because people, I think, would have been keeping their eye, especially on the fact that uh, Boyne were due to play Kelty on Tuesday evening. 
Oh. Um, which would have been a huge game, obviously. Yeah. Kelly Hearts were only letting um, 10 officials in, so I was struggling to get a space in that game, so I was quite worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's a shame that... I, mean, I think I fundamentally think it's the right decision. I mean, I'm in... I'm at, I go to games. I'm very lucky to have been going to games. And something just didn't feel right about the situation that we're in just now. I mean, we're seeing record number, numbers of cases of hospitalisations and of deaths. And the fact that untested football was going on just mm. didn't really feel right. Yeah. Um, and as much as I think it's a shame for people who watch every week, for people who for the players, for people who are involved in it, like I know for me personally, it's one of the few things I have going on at the moment. So I'm gutted personally at the fact that I won't have something to sort of fill my time or something to do in that sense. But um, I do think it's the right decision that they've made. And these clubs just couldn't afford testing. So Championship have been told to do it, which I think is fair enough. And obviously the Premiership will keep going. Um, so uh, it's just sort of reflective of the rubbish time that we're in. And I do hope it's only three weeks. It could be longer. We'll just have to wait and see. Aye, that, that is the one concern because they always wrap on about this three weeks pattern. But you can it's it's, always it's, three it's, weeks. It's, it's in the back weeks. of your mind that you're just like, it's probably not going to be three it's weeks. Be it's going to be a bit longer, isn't it? We're still waiting a lot better than Bonnie Rick Darby as well. That's a shame. Yeah, I know. Energy extra time Derby still to happen. Ah, it is as well. Hopefully one day. We'll get, we'll, we'll get it We'll get it one day. We'll get courage of that, I'm sure. Off it, off it. At least one, if not both of you. Mm-hmm. Just a quick mention of stuff that happened in England. I mean, it was an FA Cup weekend. What were your thoughts on an FA Cup weekend? Because it can go, can it go either way. Because you've kind of got really good moments that come with the FA Cup. You've got Wheelery Barry scoring against the Premier League champions to level it for the Aston Villa under-18s, effectively. Uh, you've got Crawley running at 3-0 winners against a very decent Leeds side. Uh, you've got, And then you've got the likes of Spurs playing in the middle of a housing estate away to 8th year Marine and that Vinicius... At an Mbappe celebration after leathering a two-yard tap in the back of the net. So, I mean, there's some good moments. And, I mean, obviously, Marine have, I think, recouped about £30,000 in virtual ticket sales, which I think in the report has saved them for the next 20 years, which is absolutely fantastic. But, like, it just does kind of disrupt a season. And some of the time, it's only really if you're supporting a team heavily in this competition and probably a lower... Lesser team, quote unquote, you're really invested. What what do we think? It's true, and I know you don't really care for full FA Cup weekends at all. No, I, I personally think that the FA Cup is sort of losing its prestige. I think I think the League Cup is almost pointless in down south in England. I think, especially for a lot of the lower um, lower down clubs. I mean, I, I think you really start to question the FA Cup when teams who are in the relegation zone start playing weekend sides because you'd rather finish 17th in the Premier League than win the FA Cup. I think money is even more for that, and I think for a club's stability. And I think it'll be the same for teams in the Championship. You know, If you're fighting fighting promotion, you'd probably rest players for the Cup. And I think I think what makes it even worse now is there aren't even fans You know, to, to celebrate these moments, like the Marine game and these other games. You think how much better they would be with fans getting to go and see it. And I, th- and I think the thing that this weekend really highlighted it for me was the fact that in the Premier League when uh, Manchester City and Everton were supposed to play the game got called off due to Covid and Fulham Tottenham was also but then the same sort of incident has happened with Villa and they had to play players there wasn't any rescheduling or stuff like that and I think that just sort of shows that there isn't that same attention to the FA Cup and quote unquote you know the magic of the cup I think since Wigan won it it's just been top six sides consistently and I don't think Tottenham won it in that time I mean, we so def- just... definitely posed the kind of conversation of restructuring the cups in England as well, haven't we? 
Yeah, there was there was a talk about the League Cup being teams from seventh place and below in the in the England. Like, that the that almost undermines it, doesn't it? Sorry. I've I've made that point before. I think I said that an extra time maybe last year. Like you should do teams that aren't in Europe, so that yeah. the winner is always going to be someone new. It's always going to be a team that isn't a big team, and they get the bonus of being in Europe the next year. Yeah. Even though it means they can't like hold on to their trophy, but like Jack says, although I I love the idea, but in a perfect world, like it does it undermines it, makes it a proper Mickey Mouse Cup, doesn't it? But, I think you would need sorry, to manage it. Like, maybe, when maybe when, when Man City beat Watford 6-0, I think that was the that game was the first time in quite a while yeah. that I hadn't watched the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people just sort of lost interest in it and there was the you know, yeah, Arsenal beat Hull 4-0. You know, unless, unless it's sort of two top six clashes, it's just not really that watchable. Yeah. yeah. I'm usually more interested in FA Cup third and fourth round when there's these wee teams playing against yeah, big teams definitely. than I am in the latter stages but obviously I think I mean we see it almost every week but I think no fans particularly in that sort of scenario where Tottenham go to Marine and it's just I mean the good thing about Marine is there was folk hanging out their windows waving at Gareth Bale I think that's that's like, brilliant that, that was fantastic he's gone from Champions League finals to that yeah I know it's <laughs> mad um, and then you're like to Crawley at Leeds and stuff like that when there's no fans going mental because they're upsetting the giant I mean how much does it mean when you're just sort of, it's just the players celebrating, it's hard. So um, I think that they really, FA Cup sort of early stages really suffer with no fans. And um, it's that as well, but I mean, you saw Chorley getting one over Derby and then Belting a rendition of Adele, someone like Ewan, the dressing room, which is unbelievable, Ewan. But she replied. Did she reply? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she said, oh, I love that. Brilliant. Uh, but then it, it was like, Derby's like, kids again. So there were a lot of people kind of replying with the, the Michael Owen against uh, the Villa keeper, <laughs> the, the well done, he's 13, like, almost kind of undermining the victory, which so, it go, goes both ways. I mean, if the, if the kind of bigger teams aren't wanting to take it as seriously against the lower, it does it undermine their big victories against the... It depends on kind of whether you look at it, they're playing a team or they're playing a club. Yeah. In that sense. Uh, the thing is, I think, I think surely... by the time you get to... Sorry, go I was just gonna say that surely when you when you look back on that in five, ten, fifteen years, it's still gonna say surely beat Derby. Yeah, hundred percent. And depending on who they get in the draw tonight, you're still gonna if they get a class draw against one of the, the big big clubs, you're still gonna go. Well, they played Manchester United. They played Liverpool. You're not gonna. Mm-hmm. Oh, they beat kids in the round before. Who cares? Like, they won't care. Those players will still be better than they out, and uh, that's a that's a good thing. So, aye. That's that. Those are the good things to come out of FA Cup weekend, despite it being a weird one. No, definitely. I mean, I I completely agree with you. I think when you when you look at it years down the line, I do completely agree. That it's still going to say that Trolley beat Derby, Crawley beat Leeds, Marine played against Gareth Bale. I thought I thought the Marine Twitter guy was having an absolute belter last ah, night. He was brilliant. <laughs> it was it was the one. It was like Gareth Bale is warming up. Gareth Bale at Marine <laughs> is warming up. Gareth Bale <laughs> I, was, I was creasing at that it was the one <laughs> he tweeted uh, Genson hits a shot from 30 yards and almost hits me in the face that's brilliant that, that's what, that's so what I really fun. like about these early stages of the competitions it's, it's, we, it's we are clubs having a laugh when, when they mm-hmm. get drawn against the big oppositions but Absolutely. I wasn't really bothered about this I mean I'd heard through channels that Chelsea's kids were going to get a run out and we were going to see a fairly young Chelsea side but I was probably going to flip the game on for that because there were a few kind of Chelsea's young prospects that I wanted to kind of keep an eye on and see how their development was going and things like that. But then Lampard names his team and I think, what the hell is he doing? Because including just about every everyone big, 
Kepa starting in goals and like Chris Wilder's hundredth win, there was a hundredth appearance draft tweet ready to go for about oh. eight weeks now. Both shockers. Gilmore played this is the one the one point I want to raise. Gilmore played the full ninety and looked fantastic. Mm. And I know I'm, I'm I'll defend myself right now because Graham already said it in the group chat when I said that when I kinda said I can't like at what point do I wake up and Kai Havertz hasn't assisted Timo Werner and he goes, Mate, you're playing Morecambe <laughs> Yeah. We're playing Markham and Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool players were still celebrating beating Aston Villa's kids. Yeah, it, sure. it goes both ways. So mm-hmm. Gilmore, I think he had like eighty nine percent pass, ninety two percent pass completion, one hundred and ten touches, a uh, key pass, three out of five duels one. Like he looked comfortable again in that midfield. And the one start thing that I kind of took away from this is that out of all the kind of youth prospects that Lampard could have been kind of playing, he's trusting Billy Gilmore with the playing time, and amongst the kind of heavy hitters that you kind of put in Werner, Havertz, Mount uh, players like these so what what do we think, do we think if Gilmore gets a bit more game time he could end up on the bus down to Wembley or the bus across to Hamden depending on mm. in, the, in the summer I mean obviously it's a hard shout and we'll probably cover cover the Scotland squad a lot in the coming months and what we want to kind of see in June but do we think if he gets adequate or Extent, more extensive playing time that he could end up with a shot of going. I think he should go, but I don't think he'd, he'd be a first choice player. I know, I definitely, I, I wouldn't yeah, start. I think it's, you may as well take one of your most talented youngsters going because, I mean, we've, we've spoken quite a few times about what you, who you'd call, you know, passengers in the Scotland team who you could easily drop any day of the week. And I think Billy Gilmore could be in place of about four or five of the most recent Scotland team anyway. Yeah, I think we talked about some extra time because Amy's big shot on extra time last week was David Turnbull getting mm-hmm. on the Aye. metaphorical flight down to London. Um, and we kind of all agreed, like, after discussing who could be dropped, like Struan said, Deadwood, there's a few, not Callum Patterson. We decided on that. Um, <laughs> we need I didn't decide on that. Decided, um, <laughs> me and Amy decided not Callum Patterson. Uh, Sean and Graham were quite happy to let that happen. Uh, no, but there was a few, wasn't there? Was it John Fleck we admitted could definitely yeah. be going because he's been shocking this season? Um, he definitely could be dropped for David Turnbull. So it's the sort of thing where, yeah, you've got a few prospects like Turnbull or Gilmore, but they'd be going as backups. I think unless there's more than one injury in the team, that's the only way they'd make an appearance at the Euros. But both both Turnbull and Gilmore, in my opinion, definitely deserve a shout if they keep playing and keep playing to a high standard. You're just going to kind of think about who would be ideal to play that third group game when, we've, when we're already through. Yeah. Like when we've already won the first two, <laughs> that's who can sort of rest against Croatia? Because you've got to think about who would play in the quarter-final, or sort of the round of 16, is that how it works now? Aye, 24, aye. So, and you've got to think yeah. who you're going to play in the first knockout games, you're probably going to arrest people for Croatia after we've dismantled the Czech Republic in England, so, yeah. Gilmore might be an option for that one, I'd say. I'll give Ryan Jack a wee break. <laughs> Lovely confidence. I, I just always like seeing Gilmore do well, because he's a, he's a wee boy for Ersa playing at Chelsea, and rubbing shoulders with the stars. And... <laughs> Living your dream, Basically. while you talk about him on a podcast. Yeah, and and yeah, imagine roles were reversed. Imagine Billy Gilmore sitting leading this podcast right now. Wouldn't be I'm, the same, Jack. It wouldn't, wouldn't be, be the same. same. He wouldn't be big boss man. <laughs> big boss man, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the subject of the the Scotland players, though, I think I think the moment of the FA Cup weekend was the fact that Scotland Tommy captain Manchester United. Oh, oh yes. No, 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 no. Everyone else gets to do segues. Let's Stroon do his. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bloody good segue, Stroon. Yeah, I was holding it back when I was talking about the cup in the best moment, but yeah, that was nice to see. He also scored <laughs> the winning goal, so great, great performance. 
Outstanding. So the Scotland team is going to win the Euros, is what I'm trying to say. Well, Scott McTominay captain, Struan, do you think? Do you think that's Will stay Scotland captain or Man United captain, sorry? Uh, Scotland? Oh, why shouldn't he lift the trophy? Oh, yeah. Surely that's what you want to see. Surely. I mean, he could he could potentially be the vice after Andrew Robertson, in all fairness. I'm not actually sure who is our vice captain. Is it McGinn? Um, I think McGinn has captain, hasn't he? He has before. I think, I think McGinn captain yeah. again that Robertson didn't Israel. play. Israel. Israel the surely, first, I don't know. Luke Snodgrass was uh, I can't think of who else. Maybe McGregor yeah, or something. I, think, I don't know. I, I can't see it being a regular thing because Harry Maguire plays basically every single game and if he wouldn't, it would be brilliant. So I think this is a very rare occasion. Now, Harry Maguire actually came on at half-time and kind of took the armband away, which is a bit of a shame. But if if he does start captaining the game a few times, you know, there's maybe a bit of potential. But, I mean, he's just, just 24 turned. It's nice to see a young Scotland player captain in one of the biggest clubs in the world. So, so Could definitely yeah, be like, like a Jordan Henderson kind of thing, in my opinion. Just I've seen quite a few people actually say that Scott McTominay is quite similar to Jordan Henderson of Liverpool and that he's very yeah. important to the team, but mm. obviously he's not going to stand out quality-wise amongst stick. But yeah, yeah, but he's like a big fan favourite. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that. Just so there's the title for the show, Scott McTominay is Man United's Jordan Henderson. No. <laughs> Thank- thankfully, we don't do these episode titles like the, the Rambler Irish time ones, otherwise that might be a bit... We'd use that for clickbait, absolutely. Just before we move on, I've just seen something from ESPN FC two hours ago. Declan, Ch- Declan Thompson of Sheffield Wednesday has spent two has spent years in a wheelchair with a Perthes disease and was told he might never walk again. And uh, over the weekend, they made his debut for Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup, coming off the bench. So I thought thought that was just a that that's the kind of story you kind of tune into these. That's outstanding. Yeah, these mm-hmm. that moments for just. You don't you don't really get these moments in like a league season, like so, and you wouldn't really potentially pick up on it otherwise. So fantastic! I just got to show you, it's all about mindset. I'll tell myself I can't play anywhere at five because I've got asthma, and that boy was in a wheelchair. And he's playing for Sheffield Wednesday. That's outstanding. That's I tell, genuinely I tell, I tell myself I'm not putting a Maldini S performance when we play the debrief lot when we're allowed to <laughs> yeah. come into contact because I'm, I'm fat. So but you for know that. what? I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> that needs to it's happen. It will happen. At some point in time, it will happen. Brilliant. Uh, so just four round off a couple of European bits in last it's challenge uh, Sean watched a bit of Italian football over the weekend and the Italian league continues to throw up a very very interesting title race you, you were impressed by Antonio Conte's side weren't you Sean? Um, I was impressed by how entertaining they are they weren't on the ball the whole game I mean I watched them on Wednesday against Sampdoria which they lost um, and they they're sort of, they're just a good team to watch. You don't really know what's going to happen with them. First half in this game, oh, I'm dying there. Sorry. Um, first half <laughs> of that game, uh, can somebody else talk? Please, something stuck in my throat. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back to our Italian constituent in a second. Uh, go to Germany. That can talk. Yeah, let's go to Germany. <laughs> yeah. That actually splits up well because I can talk to Stuart about something else after. Lovely. We'll go to Germany, Cameron, because Schalke won a game. Schalke won a game. Schalke yeah. 4 won a game of football by four goals to nil. I think it was 30 games. 30 games. They were about to break the record for the biggest winless run and ever. And the, uh, the team that has it must be absolutely buzzing with it. They still <laughs> hold a record for something. So happy. Good old Wurzburger kickers or something. That's a real team, by the way. Kickers um, <laughs> uh, I that young American striker. Is it Matthew Hoppe? I Hop. don't know how to pronounce oh, Hop. Hop. Is it just Hop? I, I um, think, uh, yeah, probably. 
just go with that. Um, go with unreal hat trick for him. Um, First American chips. to ever do it in the, in the Bundesliga. Score a hat yeah, trick. I, I thought Pulisic scored a hat trick once, but I was obviously mistaken. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. What a story. Um, and they're off the bottom of the table as well. You'd think how bad they've been. Surely no one's been worse, but nope. Good old Mainz 05, who I supported after the restart. They're rock bottom. So <laughs> yeah, good for them. Um, <laughs> good for them. Um, but yeah, I, that was probably the biggest news story in Germany this week, which. Yeah, huge story, and uh, hopefully, I really hope that they get back to their best soon, because Schalke are a huge team, uh, also Dortmund's rivals as well, so mm-hmm. you don't want to lose that rivalry, ever. Ever. Bayern also lost. Yeah, to Gladbach. Gladbach, uh, I think the, only team to, Gladbach the only team to beat Hansi Flick's Bayern twice, haven't done it last yeah. season as well. I think they've only, lost like, they've only lost like four or five games as well, so the fact they've lost twice to that one team shows that the Gladbach is it still Rose that's at Gladbach or have I got that yeah. completely wrong yeah you're right sacked as well was it not the 5-1 or 6-1 defeat that they had to the Gladbach oh really Frankfurt Frankfurt but it just goes through Gladbach are now their bogey team because that's two results for them and also the title race opens up and also I'm sure there'll be a few teams like Dortmund breathing down their necks so Gladbach yeah. are 7th I'm just, I'm just looking at the table just now they're only sat in 7th Really? Yeah. Quality in the championship. Sure. They're a great team. team. Leipzig are two points off the top. Leverkusen right. are four points off the top. And Dortmund are five off the top. They've had a few bad games, yeah. yeah Dortmund have had a wee kind of blip. Halland and Gruber ruined them. Did Halland break the record for a. Uh, I think he broke some sort of record. 25 yeah. goals and 25 Bundesliga appearances. 20 starts as well. We even started all Good these Lord. games. Good lord. Absolutely ridiculous. That, that, could, <laughs> that could potentially nuts. raise a question for extra time because we're not going to fit it into into this podcast because we're over 70 minutes as per. <laughs> uh, that, that question about Mbappe versus Haaland yes, that I think a few of us have answered. So that, that uh, Ozil assisting you content here, boys, don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Struan, yeah. Ronaldo became the joint top goal scorer of all time. Officially, we're not counting friendlies, Pelly, you big fraud. <laughs> yep, yes he did. Uh, is that furthering your argument, your agenda of GOAT status? I, 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 I fully admit that I have an agenda. He's, he's my favourite player of all time, <laughs> and I do I do believe he's the greatest of all, of all time, but I'm not, I'm not the type of guy to... To force it, you know, if, if somebody says Messi's better, I happily accept it because Messi is phenomenal as well. But I just think it's, it's, it's a privilege to watch Ronaldo play. I mean, he's going to be 36 in February. He's got more goals than appearances or goal involvements than appearances at the time in Italy and having another really good season. It's just it's just great to see. Every, every season he keeps going is just it's just better, to be, to be perfectly honest. And fair play to, um, to Ronaldo. Fair play indeed. Sean? Do you want do you want to like recover? Have you recovered? Um, Roma first half good, Inter second half good, last five minutes bad. And yeah. that right there is Just the analysis you, you listen to this podcast for. <laughs> Worried about talking for too long, so I don't get stuck in my throat again. Talking too long, we are actually approaching eighty minutes, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up right there because we're we're just pushing the boat out. We're just cramming content. You know what? We're being generous, aren't we? It's a lockdown, mm-hmm. and we're providing content. What else are people doing? What they want? Exactly. What else are people doing? So that's going to be all from us here this week. Thank you very much to everyone for listening to this episode of the Football Roundup. Be sure to subscribe the Energy Sports podcast feed wherever you get yours and follow us over on Twitter at ENRG Sport to keep up to date with all of our sports content. All of us have published articles in the last week or so. 
in the last couple of weeks. It's look at a, us. Look at our we're, we're writing. Paul we're writing content for once. We're not just speaking. It's it's excellent news. Uh, and we've got more coming out. Uh, Taylor Murray has has dropped me a message to say he's got something coming on Rangers this week, which is That's surprising. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, definitely not premeditated about how well they're doing. Uh, I've got an article coming out. Well, an article came out this morning from uh, Stuart Garvey. I'm reading it now. <laughs> what, what do you mean now? Oh, You're no, not committed no. to the committed to the chat. Absolutely not. I'm going on mute. Fair enough. Uh, I think we've got and we've got another article coming out tomorrow from uh, one of the first year boys, Callum, about uh, how bad West Brom are doing under Sam Allardyce, and that's my job for the rest of the day is editing that. So tremendous stuff. Uh, thank you very much to Struan, Cameron, and Sean for joining me today on this show. Uh, we are going to be back later in the week. I think we've got a fancy ramble coming out at some point tomorrow, potentially. We've not organised it yet. And we'll be back on extra time. Work. Can I be on this week? I- I've not been on in a Absolutely. long time. Need to, get you you out. Yeah. Need to get you a win. Has to happen. Uh, some- somebody, just th- somebody just threw a ball at me. <laughs> Current Air United players or something. I'd still lose. <laughs> uh, until we see you next time, I've been Jack Donnelly. This has been uh, the Football Roundup. Thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next time.